Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have another exciting episode lined up for you today. Today's episode is Thought Leader Nugget, number 91. Wow, it's incredible. We're up to 91 of these guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being so loyal and listening to what we have to say and consuming it and using it to your benefit. Without you, we couldn't have done it. So thought leader nugget number 91 is chapter 11, focus, focus, focus from my great book that I just published with the inimitable and incredible Perry Wonk called How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income. And our focus today is on focus, focus, and focus. Let's begin with a couple of great quotes. Three, as a matter of fact. Concentrate all your thoughts upon the work at hand. The sun's rays do not burn until brought into a focus. Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone. I don't care how much power, brilliance, or energy you have. If you don't harness it and focus it on a specific target and hold it there, you're never going to accomplish as much as your ability warrants. Zig Ziglar. The successful warrior is the average man with laser-like focus, Bruce Lee. One of the biggest mistakes people make in the field of sales is that they fail to stay the course. They lack focus. They're all over the place. And as a result, they don't come across as an authority in their field and they end up losing business. A good analogy for this is that of a mechanic. Why is it that you intuitively trust a mechanic who tells you that your brakes are done and need to be replaced? Why don't you question them or their motives? You instantly say yes to their recommendation and you don't bring up any objections. You don't need to think about it, check your finances, or ask your spouse. You just do what they recommend and you change your brakes. Why? The reason is because that mechanic doesn't moonlight as a hairstylist on weekends or a massage therapist in the evenings. He also doesn't do three other things besides fixing cars. He specializes in what he does. He's been doing what he's doing for years. He's built up an expertise in his field, and he has confidence in his recommendations. You can feel that confidence. And because you are not an expert in fixing cars, and you feel insecure about having faulty brakes, his confidence gives you peace of mind that you can trust him. And that's what makes you accept his recommendations without questioning or objecting to them. If you don't accept your mechanic's recommendation, it's probably because you question his expertise and authority and you don't trust him. You probably won't go see him anymore and you'll look for another mechanic whose expertise and authority you can actually trust. Top performers in any field are single-minded. They have tunnel vision. They're singular in their focus. They don't let themselves get distracted by things that have nothing to do with their craft or their goals. So in figure two in the book, right, 
Perry and I created a model that illustrates visually what it takes to win and perform at a very high level in sales. It's a Venn diagram. One circle is focus, the other circle is action, and the third circle is consistency. And where the three intersect is the winning zone. Okay? This actually applies to any area of life, but it applies very powerfully to success in sales. Success in sales is a function of a strong focus followed by action taken on a consistent basis. That merger of these three qualities creates what we call the winning zone, where your results outpace those of everyone else and help you absolutely crush it. You must beware of the dabbler mindset. The dabbler mindset is the enemy of mastery and it'll prevent you from ever becoming a champion performer. Dabblers approach each new opportunity with enormous enthusiasm, but this quickly wanes at the first sign of adversity and they soon quit. In a seminal book, Mastery, George Leonard talks about the importance of singular focus and avoiding the dabbler mindset. He says that you cannot master anything if you don't stick to it long enough to hone your skills. Olympic champion Mark McCoy, in his excellent book, also co-written with me, called Mark McCoy's Gold Medal Fitness Secrets, Raw and Real, talks about the importance of doing the same things every single day for 10 days, 100 days, 1,000 days, and 10,000 days straight. Now, Mark is one of the greatest high hurdlers in history. He hurdled for over 25 years. He was a true master at it, but 18 years into his career, he finally had the chance to work with the greatest living high hurdles coach in the world, and he jumped at it. That coach discovered a small flaw in his technique that Mark had never observed before, even after working with a dozen or so world-class coaches. The new coach helped Mark fix that flaw, and within two years, Mark was the fastest hurdler on the planet an Olympic champion, winning the Olympic gold medal for Canada in the 110-meter hurdles at the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. Mark is the oldest man to ever win that race at the age of 30. The average race of the winners is 24. Mark's story demonstrates that it's important to always seek constant and never-ending improvement. The Japanese call this concept Kaizen. They've applied it to their manufacturing sector, and that's how their car industry was able to overtake the more complacent American car industry in the 80s and 90s. U.S. car makers, to their credit, learn from the Japanese and are now as focused on constant improvement as any company in Japan. That goes to show you that you're never too good to stop working on yourself. You've never arrived at the destination where you know all there is to know about your craft. Be like Mark McCoy and the Japanese automakers. Be humble and seek to learn. Now, in the insurance business, there are lots of agents who think that they should sell every type of insurance there is. Home, auto, business, life, etc., and investments too. TFSAs, RSPs, RESPs, like 401ks and IRAs in the U.S., and what have you. This comes from a scarcity mindset. When they have a client in front of them, 
they think that they must extract as much money as they can from that client. They don't want to miss out on any opportunity. The sad truth is that by trying to be all things to all people, they don't stand out as an expert in any one area. And they can't easily persuade people to do business with them. They're a jack of all trades and a master of none. They don't engender trust in their potential clients because they come across as caring only about the sale and not caring about the person that they're talking to, or at least not caring as much about the person that they're talking to. Imagine that you drive a Ferrari. That'd be cool, huh? When you need to have it serviced, would you want to go to the local mechanic shop, which fixes any and all manner of cars, or would you rather take it to a specialist mechanic shop that deals only with Ferraris and knows everything there is to know about how to maintain and service a Ferrari? A Ferrari mechanic can certainly change the oil and do a tune-up on a Ford or a Toyota, but you won't catch him doing that. No, no, no. He only wants to work on a Ferrari, and he wants everyone to know that that's what he specializes in. If you're an insurance agent, you might think that being a one-stop shop is the way to go. The problem is that everyone else in the industry thinks this too, and as a result, nobody stands out. The insurance agents that do work on specializing become known for what they specialize in, and they stand out and garner a lot of business in their area of specialty. Now imagine that you're a life insurance agent and you'll work with anyone and everyone. You also decide to sell auto insurance. Well, clients will be confused when they meet you. Are you a life insurance agent? Or are you an auto insurance broker? It's harder to prove your expertise if you say you do it all. It's a lot easier to prove your expertise if you say you specialize in one field. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should only sell one thing. What I am saying is specialization makes you stand out from the crowd and makes it easier for you to increase your income and to attain financial freedom. The first year Perry specialized, he increased his income fivefold. Now, if you're an insurance agent and you specialize, you too can multiply your income and dramatically change the trajectory of you and your family's future. Another way to specialize is to focus on a particular target market. For example, it's easier to attract clients as an insurance agent if you focus on, say, firefighters and learn all the ins and outs of what their needs and problems are than if you say, I can work with anybody, and I mean anybody. If you really begin to understand the problems and special quirks faced by firefighters, you're going to become known for that, and that'll allow you to do business with all the firefighters in your region. Why? Because firefighters, like everybody else, prefer to deal with someone who specializes in their issues than a generic person who says they can work with anyone and offers the same cookie-cutter approach as everyone else. In the coaching industry, there are lots of coaches who call themselves a life coach, quote-unquote. They claim that they can help you with solving any problem in any area of your life or business. Overweight? No problem. They'll help you lose weight. Relationship trouble? No problem. They'll help you fix it. Business issues? No problem. They'll help you solve them. But in fact, it is a problem for them. Nobody believes that a coach can be an expert in solving multiple problems. People don't trust generalists in any field. They trust specialists. Who would you go see if you were experiencing heart trouble, a family physician or a heart specialist? The answer is obvious. You'd go see that heart specialist. And as a salesperson in your field, you need to see yourself as a specialist doctor who solves a very particular set of problems and not as a generalist who tries to solve them all and really does not do a great job with any of them. Specialists make way more money than generalists. 
This is true in all fields. According to a study done by Merritt Hawkins, in the U.S. back in 2019, generalist family physicians made $239,000 a year, while specialist cardiologists made $648,000 a year. That's a huge gap. According to Indeed, the average salary of a Toronto-area realtor in 2020 was $113,295. The average Toronto downtown condo specialist realtor makes well over $300,000 a year. That's a big gap. According to Glassdoor.com, the average salary for an insurance advisor in March 2022 was $62,227. Now, Perry, who specializes in a unique niche in insurance, makes well over seven figures. The average life coach in North America makes $30,217. Me, as a person who specializes in working with six, seven, and eight-figure entrepreneurs and professional salespeople, I make well into the mid-six figures. If you're a generalist and you're unfocused and you're making less money than you should... That is par for the course. If you're a specialist and you're focused, you're going to be making the money that you deserve. You also need to be aware the hacker mindset. What's the hacker mindset? The hacker mindset is the enemy of mastery and it'll prevent you from becoming a champion performer in sales. A hacker skips essential stages and takes shortcuts. He's obsessed with instant gratification. He's always seeking a way to minimize the effort he puts in, and when he's frustrated and upset that his results aren't what he wanted, he has nobody to blame but himself. A hacker is a golf term because it refers to someone who plays golf but never gets any better. They stay on the same plateau year after year. They're like a lazy sloth lying on his back, never moving unless he has no other choice. His sales results stay the same year after year. He claims he wants to make more money. He even cries about how he needs to make more money, but in reality, he's so driven by instant gratification that he only does enough to get by, and he's never counted among the ranks of life's winners and certainly not the sales profession's winners. Now, the other problem many salespeople have is that they get distracted by the next shiny object that comes across their path. Perry and I call this the shiny object syndrome. Basically, it's a function of not being able to stay focused. One day, you're an insurance agent. The next day, you sell mortgages. The day after, you're a real estate agent. The day after that, you get distracted and you jump into crypto. And all of these are just the next shiny object. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of these fields. You can choose to specialize in any of them. And if you stay the course, you do well. But if you jump from one shiny object to the next, you won't develop any real expertise. Dr. Anders Ericsson is a leading researcher in the field of understanding the development of authority and expertise. His research indicates that it takes 10,000 hours of constant study in any field before you can develop the kind of expertise that makes you an authority in your field. If you're distracted by shiny objects, you will never develop that kind of expertise because you won't come anywhere near having 10,000 hours in any given field. 10,000 hours typically takes 5 to 10 years to get under your belt. That's 2.44 hours a day, every day, for 10 years. That is the equivalent of 10,000 hours. Double that, and you can acquire that expertise in half the time. So that'll be 4.88 hours a day for 5 years. 
but there are no shortcuts. Perry and I have seen a lot of people waste years and years of their career jumping from one shiny object to another, never sticking it out in any field. Time moves quickly, and before you know it, five or ten years passes by, and you haven't increased your income in any appreciable way, because you haven't been focused enough on a particular field to make it your own and to develop the expertise and relationships that allow you to increase your income. In other words, you didn't ensure that you got your 10,000 hours in. Now, take stock of your own selling career. Over the past five years, have you been focused on honing your craft in one field, or have you been guilty of succumbing to shiny object syndrome? What's been the impact of your actions on your income? Are you making more money today than you were five years ago, or is your income stagnating? Are you moving forward with confidence and momentum, or are you feeling like you're losing and not making any real progress? In my most famous book, Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, I outline how all champion performers in life commit to their vision and their dream like this by shutting off all alternatives to victory. There is no plan B. There's only victory or defeat. And that's why most champion performers win because they don't give themselves any alternative to victory. So to summarize, for focus to be effective, you need to focus on the right opportunity, undertake the right activities for a sustained period of time. There is one caveat. It's important for you to be in the right opportunity. If you spend 10,000 hours in the wrong opportunity, you'll just be good at doing something that doesn't work. And in the next chapter of this book, Perry and I are going to outline how to make sure you're in the right opportunity in some detail. And that wraps up another super exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution, Thought Leader Nugget number 91, Focus, Focus, Focus. If you like this, give us a, a like, give us a review, give us a rating, share this with folks, especially someone else who needs to hear this. And if you want to find out more about this and the other topics that we cover in our seminal book, How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income, go to Amazon, pick up a copy of it for yourself because you deserve to have a copy of it out there. It's very important that you have a copy of it out there. So make sure that you do that, all right? Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.